0: Welcome back to Everything Under the Sun! Before we start, I want to tell you about a very special cat. Ah! His name is Banjo Robinson. Banjo is a magical cat who travels the world. Wherever he goes, he writes letters. Twice a month, he sends letters to thousands of children around the world, aged five to seven years old, telling the brilliant stories of his adventures his quest to meet his cat cousins in every country he visits. In Banjo's letters, he teaches kids who are reading all about the countries he visits on his journey. He loves to share stories of people who live in different countries, and he loves to send recipes of food that they cook for him, wherever he goes, with special recipe cards so that children can make those recipes back home in their own kitchens with their grown-ups with his letters banjo the cat sends his kid pen pals lovely writing paper and stationery so his human friends can write back to him he knows how much kids love coloring so he also sends coloring and activity sheets as well as a huge beautiful world map his very first letter so children can collect the stickers that come from different countries banjo visits in each letter after that if you're lucky enough to be banjo's pen pal you can stick the stickers to your own map at home and win a special prize after your 24th letter banjo really does make reading and writing magical for his human friends So if you'd like to get a letter from a cat called Banjo, which I definitely do, then why not get your grown-up to visit banjomagic.com slash everything for everything under the sun to sign up. You'll get a free world map poster, stickers, activity sheets, and two letters from Banjo from two different countries he's visiting in the next few weeks. So, go on, get your grown-up to sign up at banjomagic.com slash everything. You're going to love getting letters from Banjo, so check him out. And now it's time for Everything Under the Sun. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Everything Under the Sun, a weekly podcast answering all the most pressing questions children around the world have about life on Earth. How have you been? I've been on half turn with my children and I've also been to a place called Cornwall in England to do yoga. Do you like yoga? I love it. I went swimming in the sea every morning at sunrise as well, which was absolutely freezing, but it was lots of fun. And one morning while I was swimming along with my friends as the sun came up, a seal came to swim with us too. He just popped his head up and looked at us. It was so fun. And then he popped up again five minutes later, following us along in the scene. Well, I hope you've all had a great few weeks. Let me know what you've been up to. I'm very happy you're back. I hope you've all been enjoying your copies of Everything Under the Sun. A Year of Curious Questions, a beautiful book published by Ladybird Books, filled with your questions, illustrated by 12 incredible artists. I've been all over the place to festivals, schools, books, signing books and helping little children find everything under the sun. And everyone's been really loving it. So I hope you've got your copy. I've also been making a kids quiz in the Guardian newspaper on Saturday, which you can play for free online. Just Google Molly Oldfield Kids Quiz Guardian and you'll find it. Let's see who'll win. You or your grown-ups. Let me know. Also, if you'd like a book plate for your book of Everything Under the Sun, all you have to do is just send me an email to molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk and send me your name and address and I'll write you a little message and send you a book plate. Then you can stick it into your book. Now, on with the show. Our first question is about one of my favourite animals. It's a shy little creature. It's greeny brown and it moves very slowly in the world, lodding alone, Lod, lod, alone. And it has a hard shell to hide inside. What animal do you think I could be talking about? That's right. Anyone who guessed a tortoise is correct. Our tortoisey question comes from Joseph. Over to Joseph my name's Joseph and I'm four years old and I like writing and I live in Leeds. And my question is, why do tortoises move so slowly? Hi Joseph, thanks for your excellent question. Why do these amazing creatures called tortoises move so slowly? It's a lovely question to think about. I wondered who would be the perfect person to answer your question. And I thought of Sophie Dahl. Sophie is an author and she just published her second picture book for children called The Worst Sleepover in the World. And lucky, lucky Sophie has a pet tortoise. He's called Torty, which kind of reminds me of when I had a pet goldfish called Goldie. I've always wanted a tortoise, but so far I haven't got one. So I thought I would ask Sophie, who does have tortie in her house, to answer your question. And very kindly, she said yes. Over to Sophie. Hi, Joseph. Thanks for your brilliant question. I'm Sophie Dahl, and it's taken me a rather tortoisey length of time to answer you. So, tortoises move slowly for a couple of reasons. Firstly, having a shell is a bit like wearing heavy armor on your body, and if you imagine walking around in armor, it's pretty tough. It's heavy. Tortoises haven't needed to evolve to be fast as they're herbivores and plants don't run away when you're trying to munch them. A tortoise's shell also protects them from predators that might be trying to eat them. They can just curl up inside it rather than having to run away from something chasing them. All of that being said, I'm the owner of an ancient tortoise who when the sun comes out can go pretty far, but maybe he's an exception to the rule. Hope that answers your question. Take care, Joseph. Thanks, Sophie, for your wonderful answer. Sophie's been studying Torti's movements for many a year, so she knows all about why tortoises move so slowly. I imagine even though Tortie can be pretty speedy when he's solar-powered in summer, he's probably hibernating right now. Something I would love to be doing myself. Just think of that little guy, all cosy buried into something warm, snoozing away all winter. I look forward to hearing about his adventures when he wakes up in spring. Thanks, Sophie, for your wonderful answer. And I do hope that answers your question, Joseph. Now, I have a brilliant competition for you. Sophie has very kindly given us a copy of The Worst Sleepover in the World, her excellent new picture book, and you have the chance to win one. Now, one of the things that's in the book, which is all about a sleepover, is a midnight feast. It's something the girls in the book get really excited about planning. In their midnight feast, they want to have all kinds of delicious things, including ice cream sundaes, crisp, splying saucers, chocolate buttons, bootlaces, milkshakes, cupcakes, pizza, donuts, a chocolate fountain, lemonade, cola cubes, and much more. But their mummy has other ideas. Oh no! To win a copy of Sophie's new book, The Worst Sleepover in the World, I want you to think about what you would love to have for a midnight feast. Then ask a grown-up to borrow their phone, open the voice recording app, tell me your name, your age and what you'd love to have in a midnight feast. Are you a fan of Nutella on toast? What about ice cream milkshakes or chocolate brownies? Or are you a healthy person who would rather have a lovely apple or a banana for your midnight feast? Send me what you'd love to have and I'll pick a winner next week on the podcast for a copy of the worst sleepover in the world by sophie Dahl. i love sophie's book because i was a huge fan of sleepovers when i was a kid i had a super fun one that i'll never forget when i was 10 when i was allowed 10 friends to stay the night we slept in the sitting room and watched the scariest movie ever so no one could sleep then we did somersaults all over the sofas, until someone banged their nose and got a nosebleed. But it was still a lot of fun. Well, for us anyway. Not sure about my mum, think she enjoyed it. So, to get entering, quick, send your recordings of your dream midnight feast to molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk good luck everyone i'll announce the winner on next week's podcast and now for our second question which since we're talking about midnight feasts is about something yummy which is ice cream i thought we'd answer a very interesting question about ice cream from zen over to zen hi my name is zen I'm seven years old. My question is, how can we get brain when we eat ice cream? Hi Zen, thank you for your excellent question, which is also, by the way, in Everything Under the Sun, the book. So I hope you're going to get to see it this Christmas in print. But for now, is the answer as well. Sometimes when you eat ice cream, you might get a little stabbing headache. That's nicknamed brain freeze. It's over very quickly, so don't worry about it, but it can feel strange. Why does it happen? Well, it's when something cold touches the roof of your mouth. And it's probably because the cold then shrinks the blood vessels in that spot. Then our bodies... Respond by sending warm blood to the brain to balance out the cold. The quick change in blood flow might be what causes brain freeze. We don't know for sure, though. If you gobble a bowl of ice cream in five seconds or less, you're more than twice as likely to get an ice cream headache than if you eat more slowly, licking the delicious ice cream and eating it do get brain freeze eating ice cream, here's what you should do. Try to stop the ice cream touching the soft bit at the back of the roof of your mouth, which is called the palate, and that will help. I hope that answers your questions then, and thank you for sending it in. Now, I know a curious cat who likes ice cream. His name is Banjo Robinson. We talked about him at the beginning of the show. He loves to send letters to children, and there's also something else that Banjo has invented for slightly older children around 7 to 10 it's a journal. Banjo loves to write about his day and his feelings in his journal, and he's made a huge one for you to write in too. It's beautifully illustrated and packed with amazing facts about interesting days in history. And it picks out lots of birthdays of cool humans. It has lots of fun activities for you to enjoy. If you want to try out Banjo's journal, you can get one for 50% off if you visit banjomagic.com slash everything for everything under the sun. Get journaling. Now for our third question, which is on the subject of sleepovers as well. It's about sleep. It's about the sleep of a rather large cat. Much bigger than Banjo Robinson, it's a cat you wouldn't really want to have a sleepover with. It's about lions. The question comes from Max. Over to Max. Hi, my name is Max and I'm nine years old. I live in Oxfordshire and I love learning facts about animals and I want to know where do lions sleep at night? Thanks, Max, for your wonderful question. I'm going to try this out as a quiz because I've been doing fun quiz events at schools and festivals and also in The Guardian magazine, my new kids quiz. Let's see how this goes. Stop the podcast and have a think. Where do lions sleep at night? Is it A, in the jungle, the mighty jungle? Is it B, on the savannah? Is it C, curled up? the branches of trees what do you think the answer is a b or c what do your grown-ups think well if you said b you got the right answer lions sleep on the savannah they sleep a lot but they don't really sleep at night And they don't sleep in the jungle, as you might think if you've listened to the song from the Jungle Book. Lions don't live in the jungle, they live on the savannah in Africa and in the forests in India. Savannah is a name for a big, wide open stretch of grassy land with a few small trees dotted around. Lions sleep for about 20 hours. Oh my goodness, what a lot of sleeping. They spend about an hour a day eating and two hours walking. And the other time is spent hunting. They love to hunt at night when it's cool, as they need to run fast to catch other animals to eat. So then they prefer to snooze in the day. The song The Lion Sleeps Tonight from the Lion King film and musical began as a famous song in Africa. It was written in South Africa in 1939, by a group of Zulu musicians called Solomon Linda, and it was called Mbube, which is the Zulu word for lion. They chanted Mbube, Mbube, lion, you're a lion, in their song, which we now more often sing, or like a Wimba way, if you know the Lion King song. But that's not how it began. So do have a listen to Solomon Linda's song on YouTube. It's fun to listen to their song and hear how it was turned into the song we know from The Lion King. I love thinking about how animals sleep. It's so nice when you're snuggled up in bed at night to think about animals all over the world and what they're up to. Snoozing in burrows, dens, nests, and if you're a sea otter, holding hands with another sea otter, sleeping on your back in the water. They are the cutest. Koalas sleep in the fork of tree branches so they don't need to worry about falling out of the tree when they're asleep. They lean against the tree trunk for support and nod off for 22 hours a day. Pandas spend most of their days eating bamboo and taking naps. They can sleep for around four hours between meals. Pandas sleep where they like in the wild as they don't have any natural predators. They can lay on their side, back, on tummies for a lovely little panda snooze lots of birds sleep in nests as you know but do you know which one's the biggest the largest bird's nest ever found was built by a pair of bald eagles near st petersburg florida usa and it measured 2.9 meters wide and 6 meters deep it weighed more than 2 tons On the other end of the scale, we have the teeny weeny hummingbirds who build the tiniest of all nests. The bee hummingbird is the world's smallest bird, and it lays the world's tiniest egg into the world's smallest nest. It's the size of a thimble made of cobwebs, moss and lichen, and I saw one in the archives of the Natural History Museum in Tring, Buckinghamshire when I was writing my first book, The Secret Museum. Don't forget, gorillas also sleep in nests. We talked about that in an earlier episode of Everything Under the Sun. So do scroll back to find out more. We've also talked about whale sleep. Oh, how peaceful. A lovely sleeping whale popping up to breathe every now and again and then sinking back down into the water to sleep. I hope that answers your question, Max, and thank you for sending it in. Now, on the last episode, before our little half-term break, I ran a competition to win a copy of Laura Henry Elaine's book, Your Skin, My Skin. And I asked you to send me a recording of you telling me something that makes you unique and amazing. Here are my favourite entries. Hello, my name is Beatrice, and I think my special quality is kindness. Because we were on holiday, I was, I was lying on the beach in a swimsuit when a lady threw her bo- a bowl for her dog into the sea. The dog well refused to get it, so I swam in after it. After a few minutes, I finally got it. And when I gave it back to the lady, she was very grateful. So I think that was kind. That's why I think my special quality is kindness. Bye. Hi, Molly. I'm Ziva and I'm eight years old. One thing... The one thing that's special about me is that I have a condition called eczema, which makes my skin red and itchy. Um, that's all. Bye. congratulations to you both you've both won a copy of laura's book my skin your skin and i hope you love it and share it with your friends do have a listen to the previous episode of everything under the sun where laura answered a very thoughtful question about racism right that's it for this week wishing you a very lovely week A huge thank you to Sophie Dahl for talking to us about tortoises and why they're so slow, as well as to Joseph, Zen and Max for this week's questions. A big thank you to Ash Gardner at House of Strange for the theme song and audio networks for all the lovely incidental music we use this week. If you have a question, you know what to do. Record it with the grown-up's help and send it to molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. Don't forget to enter the competition to win Sophie's new book, The Worst Sleepover in the World, by telling me your dream midnight feast. And do check out my new book, Everything Under the Sun, A Year of Curious Questions, in all good bookshops and on Amazon right now. I'm on Instagram at Everything Under the Sun Pod and at Molly Oldfield Writes, and on Twitter and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to claim your free world map, posters, stickers, activity sheets, and letters from Banjo the Travelling Cat. And for a whopping 50% off the Banjo Robinson 2022 journal, get your grown-ups to visit banjomagic.com slash everything to sign up today. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a dreamy week full of sleeping, Maybe some ice cream, and well, maybe not a midnight feast because it's term time. You can start planning one for the Christmas holidays. Sending you lots of sunshine. Thank you, and goodbye!